0: So um yeah, so I, I guess it became a deliberate kind of thing, really identifying in myself, what do I need in my life? So I, th- I think the key to this is individuals in their marriages need to first determine themselves what they need in order to function.
1: Welcome to Shh Unscripted and Naked Honesty Podcast about healthy boundaries and individuality with your host, Coach Andy master listener, and queen of mommy and marriage boundaries. Married businesswomen drowning in self-doubt find her when they want to create non-negotiable boundaries in their personal and professional relationships. She teaches them how to say yes to their wants, needs, and desires. And no, to shame, anxiety, and guilt. Join us as we explore different topics related to setting healthy, non-negotiable boundaries and those topics most people won't talk about in public. Every week, we'll be discussing how to set boundaries in your life in the most brutally honest way. It's time to learn how to create a life you love behind closed doors. So activate the noise-canceling features and listen to some truth bombs because it's time to get real, raw, and ruthlessly transparent, so the best version of you will always shine through. Welcome back. All right, let's talk about boundaries between a husband and a wife. And you guys are in for a treat because... Coach Andy, the skinny mommy's husband, Jeff, is on this episode, and you guys, he has zero clue about the topic today, so everything is completely unscripted and unrehearsed, so I will not apologize for what you hear. <laughs> All right, Jeff, say hi.
0: Hi. <laughs>
1: We're off to a good start. Alright, so guys, we're just going to kind of talk about our lives and how we implement boundaries with each other, with our kids, our expectations, how we handle some conflicts. And we're just going to go all out. So basically, we're going to shoot the shit with our lives and you guys get a little insider look into a husband's point of view you guys know I've been touting all about boundaries and self-care on steroids and just going the extra mile. So what does Jeff actually think about all this? Well, we're going to find out. When it comes to, I guess, us as a couple, what is absolutely not allowed when it comes to I want to say, or maybe what is, let me put it this way, what is absolutely necessary when it comes to nurturing each other and not crossing any emotional or mental boundaries that we know would hurt each other?
0: Okay, I have to unpack this a little bit, so.
1: That was kind of a complicated yeah. question.
0: <laughs> so, what things are necessary yes. for us to maintain our healthy marriage from a boundary standpoint yes like so an example of a boundary that i okay well the first thing that came to mind we're talking about this as you out there know we have a lot of kids in this house and very little me space for anybody now i typically don't need a whole lot of space for myself but i have a nightstand and i have half of a desk that i telework from on occasion And those two areas I specifically ask, can you please not put stuff on those areas? Because when I come home and I have to step over toys and kids and everything else, I want to be able to put like, you know, my clothes over my chair, I want to put something on my nightstand, or I want to sit in my bed and, you know, just kind of relax a little bit. Those things I want clear. And then sometimes my stuff's gone or there are toys on my nightstand. And then I just, I think I've gotten comfortable where I can look at my wife and say, honey, you you had one job. <laughs> it's not true. She has tons of jobs, but we, we laugh about that. But uh, that's the one thing I think of. So, so my beautiful bride has been wonderful at letting me at least have those little spaces. And she makes an effort to uh, clear those spaces before I get home. So... And I don't know if that's yeah. touching on what you want to get to, but that's it what does. I first thought of. It does. It's
1: kind of like your mental space. It's like, that's that's me. That's Jeff. Don't touch it. Leave it alone. Leave it for me. With, what do we have, 12 people in this house?
0: Nine. no Eleven.
1: Nine. No. Wait. There's
0: nine kids here.
1: Nine kids. Okay. So, eleven.
0: Yeah, math in math public is hard.
1: It is hard. Okay.
0: <laughs>
1: so, <laughs> that's one way... Um, cool from a husband's perspective So what are your I guess that's kind of an expectation yes Because he voiced it to me
0: Yeah I voiced it And I actually comment When I feel violated In that area And I think in the last really year I've actually felt comfortable I think I finally recognized that it bothers me That my nightstand Is like there's stuff all over it That's not mine And mm-hmm. I'm just like okay honey I need my nightstand and I need half of my desk. I don't care what the yeah. rest of the house looks like because I do go on like those moments where I come home and I'm just like, is this house ever clean? Yeah. And, and then you're like, um, we clean Tuesdays, but by the time you get home, it's been undone. <laughs> so I know it happens. It's just when you don't see it, you're not sure. So, so um, yeah, so I, I guess it became a deliberate kind of thing, really identifying in myself what do I need in my life? So I, th- I think the key to this is individuals in their marriages need to first determine themselves what they need in order to function before you hit that point of no return where you say the things you're going to regret, do the things you're going to regret. So for me, it's as simple as just having a, a, a cleared off nightstand that is untainted by children and other things and uh, my half the desk. Yeah, that's, that's important yeah. for me. Okay.
1: It is important because like you said, you like really pointed it out. Like I had no clue when I'd spread out across the desk and
0: yeah, yeah. And, and I would
1: see you irritable, but I didn't really know why.
0: Yeah. I didn't know why for years either. And I, th- I think the audience might know too, that Andy and I have strangely reverse roles. Like I'm more of the empathetic, compassionate, I want to talk type person, and Andy's never really been that person, so we kind of have reversal roles when it comes to your typical man-woman relationship, so maybe it just took a while for me to to recognize what tripped, or, or you know, or, is that the word I'm thinking of? Tripped? Yeah, what, or triggered? Yeah, triggered, thank you. What triggered, like, a response of just, like, irritation in me, and I think I found some peace with just a nightstand. <laughs> just a nightstand? I don't ask for much.
1: <laughs> you are pretty easy.
0: Oh, there's some other ones though, I guess. Oh. Well, cool. we talk, we've talked about these in, in recent. I'll just transition because now I'm like stream of thought here.
1: No, so, just keep, keep
0: So some wrong. other things in our life. So we've been married 24 years about and my wife is finally like, hey, I kind of like getting up early. And I looked at her and started to like heat up. I've been trying to get this woman and this family to wake up early to kind of sync with my work schedule. Because I I have to commute quite a ways, so I'm getting up at like 4:30 in the morning, like when I go to work. And you know, she homeschools. She's like, she likes her nights, you know. So they're all like been getting up at like eight or nine for the last as far as I can remember. So they're all like yeah. running around the house at 10 p.m. and I'm like 11, 12, and I'm like, I have to get up in four hours. Can you please go to bed? <laughs> and She's finally recognized that it helps me when she does that. So that's another area where I think we finally synced the family. So now they do 6.30, uh, which which is good because then they're still like leaving us alone after 9.30 p.m., which has helped me a lot, tremendously.
1: True story. It took me like, I don't know, 18 years (laughs) or... (laughs) If you guys could see his face. I don't know. what finally just made me do it, but I think I just finally stopped being selfish. It was kind of selfish of me not to do that.
0: But so. since we're kind of focused on what Andy doesn't do nice for 18 years, I just want to point out that my wife doesn't ask for much. She loves words of affirmation. She loves written notes. And on occasion... I would write her a poem. Um, I haven't written one in a while. And so how how bad am I to not leave her daily notes of love and affirmation? But she has accepted the fact that I am a selfish human being. I mean, like all people, right? People are self-inclined, right? It, it, you know, we want to take care of the other person, but there's a lot going on in, in our lives that we're thinking about all the time. But, again, my beautiful bride has has always like always she's always done this but much better recently where she will just say listen i'll tell you what i need and then she says tell me something about me tell me something special uh basically give me words of affirmation you fool and (laughs) and then i follow through and i try and be as endearing and loving and genuine as i can in those moments and uh i also enjoy making her laugh every day every day
1: every day up last night, oh my gosh! Don't don't say it. <laughs> don't
0: okay, say I won't. It. I won't bring up that story.
1: Maybe just, we should tell just, them.
0: just just a little. Okay, so one of the things with marrying a black woman, I thought she might be able to sing because I was completely not aware. I mean, I was aware not all black people could sing. I mean, come on, I'm not an idiot, but um, I was maybe hoping. That she had some pipes. This girl can't carry a tune. Okay, so anyway, I won't. We'll, we'll talk about that one another day.
1: Oh wow. Okay, we're gonna leave him hanging. That'll be a fun one. Okay, so let's go on to. Uh, did we really touch on expectations? Ex- like,
0: well, I think what I understand expectations in, in our marriage is we voice them. Like we communicate clearly to each other what expectations are right so if if my wife has expectations on specific honeydew items like right she'll let me know but she also doesn't give me a list that is not Not like i can't accomplish yeah unattainable (laughs) list of like here's your four pages of uh, single-lined must-dos this weekend uh so you tell me what you need and i try and make it happen and same thing i tell you what i'm asking for yeah. Oh gosh, I'm, I'm thinking of another one. another good area is, is like eating late. So my wife loves to like eat. You know, she likes to make herself a big old meal around 10 p.m. and just.
1: Oh, I used to. Yeah, you know.
0: You still like to, but I, but okay. so you would, you know make this big meal and come to bed and I just be like oh, because I'm like I should be sleeping an hour already and and you're and then when I smell the food I'm like I want some and then I'm eating late and then so. Andy's been great at trying to shift all the meals a little earlier in the day, too. So they kind of work out with my schedule. Thank you.
1: You're welcome. Yeah. Voicing it. No more mind reading.
0: Yeah.
1: Or horrible attempts at it.
0: No more assumptions, either. Exactly.
1: So when... I don't... I can't recall the latest conflict we had or... I would say a major disagreement. But if you can think of one, what are some lines we won't cross when we disagree? Like we just don't go there. Whereas in the past we have, like I know we've said some brutally horrible things to each other in the past. At least I, I feel like I could say something mean and then I choose not to. (laughs) If like I'm feeling irritated or something.
0: Like, still now?
1: Well, yeah. (laughs) You have... We have our moments. (laughs)
0: Um, I think the thing we've come to disagreement on more than anything in the last year has been our oldest two kids. Kind of been how to handle their shenanigans. Like, we want to be... Oh, yeah. We want to be, I guess, spiritual mentor parents but we also want to you know have some sort of semblance of relationship beyond parenting because they're adults like we mm-hmm. want them to be able to just hang with us and, and just be an adult but also not be stupid yeah. and so when they make poor life choices and then they want us to help them deal with it we're just kind of like we don't want to help you deal with it because we told you not to do that.
1: But here's the thing. So, I'm going to be candid here because yeah. I always am. So, I feel like you're the safety net guy. I am. And I'm like, dig the hole deeper. Let him fall.
0: <laughs> Again, kind of maybe roles like, reverse typically, right? Yeah, exactly,
1: right? Because like, right? yeah. usually maybe the guys are the, I don't know, macho, just let him fail and... The women are the nurturers. No, that's my baby. And I'm like, look at my baby. He just fell down again. I might go over there and kick her
0: or something. (laughs) Yes, and sometimes (laughs) I remind you, it's like, maybe we shouldn't kick them while they're down. (laughs) Let's just stand back and, you know, be a little bit more or less inclined to to bring our emotions into the response to whatever they're doing. And just be loving and, and say, hey, we love you. Um... Yeah, good luck with that situation. And you know, we're here for you, kind of. Just kidding. I mean, when we can be.
1: Yeah, I just feel like I'm I'm more inclined to just let them be and then step away. Whereas I think, I don't know. What
0: do you think? I'm not sure anymore. I don't know, I think we're kind of in sync. Regardless, if, if Even if we don't say the things that the other agrees with, we'll we'll come to a place later on where we're like, okay, you already said this, so I guess we're going with it. I guess we're going to kill them if they do this, because you, you said so. <laughs>
1: <laughs> oh, that's another thing. So, how do people... Like, I know how we deal with it when... Um, so, I made a decision about one of our kids, like... Basically, if this happens, then this is the result. And I may not have talked to you about it first. I think, I don't know if we've ever done this, but haven't we always backed each other up if it wasn't, like, totally unreasonable?
0: Yes, but even if we haven't, I think the other has just said, okay, like you can have this one. I, I think we just, we take those situations and... You basically line it up with the rest of your life and you're like, is this one thing worth all this? Or does this become a two on a scale of one to ten and you just let the other kind of have it? But you discuss it later and you're like, hey, I wish you would have had a talk with me about that because I think a month is a long time, you know, to go without your phone. It's (laughs) like, how about just a week? You know, how about we just start with a week and see if, you know... As opposed to, hey, let's pay off their phone while it's sitting in our closet, and then give it back to them <laughs> for the next two and a half years. Anyway, um, that was an exaggeration, but you know, yeah, I've said that. <laughs> but sometimes when we're even front, in front of the kids, I mean, they're well aware of our antics and our play on each other. And a mom says, "I will take that away from you for life," and I'm like, "Not really for life," but she's upset. <laughs> you know, just to to bring some context to the kids, but they're they're aware of. How we are with them, so. Yeah. Makes it easier.
1: Yeah, I think they are aware, which is good. Because they can joust back and forth. Yeah,
0: okay, I don't right. think we really have. Geez, are we jinxing this? We haven't really had a big argument or. No. I mean, maybe. I can't remember. I, th- I know we had one.
1: I noticed, and I wanted to share with them because I've said it with you, um, that. I feel like when we're more snippety with each other, it's been a long time since we've had sex. Yeah. When I say a long time, like a week or more, or even 10 days or something, and I realize we really haven't connected. Like, haven't spent any time with each other, alone time. I know for me, it's actually like a physical just frustration. Just like, ah! And also just not being with you. I'm with... Mini-humans all day. I don't know how it is with you. I think you just... But you have work to deal with.
0: I I don't think I'm intuitive enough to understand what the problem is. But after we have sex, I feel better.
1: Yeah, me too. (laughs) (laughs) Okay.
0: I'm just caveman with fists on the ground but want to hug kids but don't know when... Me frustrated! I I don't know why. And then uh, after our intimacy, I think it tends to...
1: I think it just, just settles down. Yeah,
0: settles down. And it's it's difficult. We have to we have to kind of schedule this kind of stuff more now, which sometimes makes it awkward because we're like, hey, we're scheduled for sex at five. <laughs> How are you? And we look at each other and we're just like, yeah, this isn't going to happen right now. <laughs> because, yeah. uh, I, I mean, part of the excitement or the the fun is sometimes spontaneity, right? You know, but uh,
1: the spontaneity is fun, so
0: scheduling doesn't always work, but we try at least,
1: but sometimes the anticipation is kind of fun,
0: okay That's it, sometimes
1: <laughs> all right, last one, <laughs> okay, boundaries with our kids. What are some non-negotiable boundaries we absolutely have with our kids? Well, we like, have- like us is us against them, basically.
0: Well, everything is us against them.
1: Yeah. Yeah. It, yeah.
0: Th- True. <laughs> they they know it, right? They understand that the foundation of our marriage and our relationship is you and me, right? Mm-hmm. They understand that. And we're clear to the kids because I've got my special little nine-year-old that, like, she's my angel, right? And everyone knows and says, nah, you love her most. I'm like, only because she loves me most. Like, when I come home, she's the one that comes to me. She actually has some uh, competition now. Because the 11-year-old and 6-year-old are, like, trying to get first hugs in now. So it's almost like it's improving my life by the other kids <laughs> thinking they have to compete. I mean, I don't want them competing for my love. I love all of them. But anyway, enough of that. You know, she was, she's the one that always wants me. Like, I think between mom and dad, she wants me. Yeah. And because she wants me, that makes me feel special in a way that I've never felt as a parent. Because every child, every wants child, mom. yes, they want mom. There's a they they want mom, mom time, and I'm like, huh. and this is part of the, and it's funny because she's not she's not nurturing, <laughs> and so even the <laughs> older kids they want to hug her, and she's always like, why do you want to hug me? I don't want to be hugged. And I'm over there just standing by myself, and they're not <laughs> hugging me, and I'm like, I'll hug you, <laughs> but it's like she through the breastfeeding and like after the kid's like three four, whenever the breastfeeding is done she just kind of like hands the kid to me and be like I'm done with it <laughs> <laughs> you can have it now you I've, can have it <laughs> I have given it life for three years and it'll always be psychologically attached to me but now you can have it and so then I just get it after that it like that I get oh, yeah. that. I get the children after Sorry. that um, so non-negotiables are they know that we are a core without them they know that they are all going to grow up and prayerfully leave our house <laughs> and and embark on their own lives and have their own families um and and that then will become their you know core family yeah. so they understand that from a young age um they understand that we need time um alone so we've got a no sign for our door right and uh mm-hmm. And they understand and not they obviously based on ages, they don't all know what we're doing behind closed doors. Um sometimes it's just sleeping. Sometimes we just take a nap, you know. But uh, mm-hmm. those are those are the biggest ones I think. And and accountability, I guess, with uh with chores and schoolwork and just, you know, what's going on. I think uh those are non negotiables for both of us, us against them, right? It's like listen we mom We typically don't do kitchen anymore. Like, we don't clean the kitchen anymore. Because I always tell them, well, I graduated from kitchen. Like, I did it my whole life growing up. I did it as an adult. I did it until you guys were old enough to do it. Now you guys do it. Now we just supervise. We're the inspectors.
1: We are the inspectors. We're quality
0: control. We come by and we're like, this table is dirty. Get back on it. And Mm -hmm. they kind of share the load. I mean, there's a lot of kids, so they all help out. Like, last night I helped a little bit in the kitchen. But uh, they... They do it. That is their role. Reason being is Andy and I is still like we're working a lot. Yeah. And when we're not, you know, they might see me on my phone, but I'm not playing games. I'm like doing the budget or I gotta find this replacement part for the stupid trampoline that broke. And I'm searching for hours to find one metal bar <laughs> and everything that's that, in stock. That's that's in stock somewhere. And uh, you know, Right. And it's for the kids; they don't they don't know all that. So, so I guess those are the biggest non-negotiables. Um, yeah,
1: responsibilities. They got to have self ref- self responsibilities because even because that brings me to another thing. When I moved out and I had my own apartment, I didn't know how to clean. I mean, you know this. We first met me. I did not know how to clean. I never cleaned at my house. Make I, that
0: make that another podcast. We'll talk about your cleaning.
1: Oh wow, wow, that was. okay we're going there
0: but you know we can
1: (laughs) i know we no (laughs) so anyway (laughs) i did dishes that was about it and dusted but i did not know how to clean
0: things deep clean
1: yeah deep clean like i didn't know this is way back when i'm dating myself but when stoves the lid popped up yes like i didn't know that was even a thing
0: yeah that you can like Pop up the lid and clean yeah, under. Yeah, and clean
1: under it. Because when I had my apartment inspection, they docked me for it. I was like, that comes up? <laughs> She's like, oh, it's not clean. I'm like, well, no, it's not clean. I didn't even know you could clean Yeah, that. I'm
0: pretty sure my wife thinks appliances are permanent, the fixtures in the house, and that you can't move them out of their place and clean behind them. Not anymore, but that's that was part of it. I didn't and, know that either. Yeah, so...
1: I didn't know you actually cleaned behind a fridge, under a fridge.
0: Yeah. Yeah. Those things move.
1: It never moved (laughs) in my house. My parents are... I'm not going to go there. All right. Anyway. So, yeah, we definitely have our boundaries, um, us against them, and I just... I want to thank you for taking time out, because it's actually just work day, and I said, babe, I got this podcast... Um outlined you ready (laughs) and he's like yeah so this is the guy behind the skinny mommy coach andy who is my support my best friend my lover my everything who supports me in all that i do a thousandteen percent it's not a real number infinity infinity will work so thanks honey
0: you bet. My privilege. I love you and thank you.
1: You're welcome. Alright guys, if you would like to hear Jeff again, please feel free to email questions to us at, I will leave the link in the description below and you can also send me a DM on Instagram. You can hit me up at the dot or not dot .com, sorry. My Instagram handle at the skinny mommy or feel free to use the link in the description below this podcast so we will hear from jeff again i'm sure but you're listening to a wife's boundaries and a husband's point of view and how we use them and expectations in our lives all right guys until next time thanks for listening if you enjoyed this episode and you like to spread the super love please share it or post about it on social media feel free to also leave a rating and review. To catch all the shenanigans going on, you can follow me on Instagram at The Skinny Mommy. Just remember, I got you. Stay true to you and I pray you feel super loved today.